We acknowledge the Aboriginal people of Victoria, the First Nations, and offer respects to Elders, both past and present. Welcome to a new podcast series for carers by Kinship Carers Victoria. The health of children in kinship care is of primary concern. Resources must continually be put into finding ways to improve healthcare outcomes for children in out-of-home care. In today's podcast, we speak with Dr Karen McLean, paediatrician with the Pathway to Good Health Clinic, the Sleep Disorders Clinic, the Royal Children's Hospital, the Murdoch Children's Research Institute and the Department of Paediatrics at the University of Melbourne. Karen, thanks for joining us today. As you know, these podcasts are committed to talking about kinship care. We believe that you too have a commitment to kinship care. Can you tell us where your interests sprang from? Well, I'm a behavioural and developmental paediatrician. And around eight years ago, I was asked to work with a clinical advisory group exploring what health assessment should occur for children and young people entering kinship and foster care in Victoria. And I then went on to help set up a program that has been running in parts of Melbourne and Victoria for the last six years or so. And as part of that, I work in a weekly clinic together with a psychologist and a speech pathologist providing health assessments to children living in kinship and foster care. When I began, I'd heard of foster care, but I'm not sure I really knew about kinship care. But of course, I've come to understand that in Victoria, we have some of the highest rates of kinship care in the world, which is a real strength of our system. Through the clinics, I have met many wonderful carers going above and beyond to provide love, care and a home for children who really need it. And unlike foster carers who have made an active and often long considered choice to become a foster carer, kinship carers have often told me they were asked to step up to caring with very little or maybe no notice at all at a time in their lives when they may have thought they were done with parenting and they weren't expecting it. We understand that you're leading a research project being conducted to identify ways to provide better health care for children in foster and kinship care. Can you tell us about this project, its purpose? And who you're working with? Well, I don't think it will surprise anyone listening to hear that there have been a variety of challenges for us as we've been running our clinic. So for a number of years, Australia's had national standards and recommendations from experts that some early health assessment should be routine for children and young people entering out of home care because we know they often have more health problems than other children across all domains of health, physical, developmental and mental health. But although we are meant to see children for our clinic at a particular time, a few months after entering care, it felt like children weren't coming routinely. So I started asking questions about it, trying to find out what was happening, what health care children were getting, were they getting it in a timely way, and no one could really answer my questions. I'd always thought about doing a PhD at some point, and so I decided to do my PhD studies trying to capture what is going on for children who enter kinship and foster care in Victoria with getting their health needs assessed and addressed. I'm really trying to understand what is happening and create some baseline data that hopefully can be used down the track as we make improvements. You asked about who I'm working with. On campus at the Melbourne Children's, I'm connected with the Murdoch Children's Research Institute, the University of Melbourne Department of Paediatrics, and of course, the Royal Children's Hospital. 
And then I've also been partnering with the Department of Health and Human Services, with Auschild, the Foster Care Association of Victoria, and of course, Kinship Carers Victoria. There are several different projects within my PhD studies. So the first was an audit of the records of the first 119 children that attended our clinic. We looked at what health needs we identified, whether they were getting their health assessment at the time they were meant to, and what recommendations we were putting in a health management plan. The second research project has been a study with kinship and foster carers, including a survey and then interviews about experiences accessing healthcare for the children and young people placed in their care. And the final project is a data linkage study using government data sets to explore what health services are being accessed and when they are being accessed within that first year that a child is placed in out-of-home care in Victoria. Can you share any preliminary findings from the study with us? Firstly, in the audit, we confirmed that health needs are indeed high in this group of children. So over 80% of children had a physical health concern of some sort that we needed to uh, investigate or manage or assess. Over 75% of children in the three to six year old age group had developmental concerns and more than 60% of three to six year olds and almost half of all the children we saw had behavioural concerns. But most concerning, I think, were the mental health needs. So well over half of children aged just three years or older and over 70% of the seven to 12 year olds had mental health concerns. We also found that only a quarter of the children who came to our clinic came within the timeframe recommended by national standards. And as to our recommendations, well, the most frequent were mental health related, although many children also needed ongoing paediatric care, the dentist, audiology and speech pathology. From the survey, we've learned that carers are doing a great job helping facilitate healthcare for children and young people placed in their care, and many are attending plenty of health services. But we did hear that mental health services and paediatricians were some of the hardest health services to get an appointment with. And we also found there were delays in getting Medicare cards or numbers, and sometimes that can really hold things up with getting access to health services. And some carers told us that they're paying out-of-pocket costs to help access healthcare. We know too that there are enormous challenges in having an accurate health history for children and young people in care. Although this is where kinship carers sometimes have an advantage over foster carers as they often know the child really well and know what previous health issues have been happening, where the child may have seen the doctor or been admitted to hospital and so on. We heard in the interviews that it's pretty rare for much or even any health information to be provided by child protection when a child is placed somewhere. So it's really great when that knowledge is shared or already exists within the kinship relationships. And from the survey and my experiences in clinic, I know that issues for kinship carers can be a little different to foster carers. For too long, the level of support was much less, although I understand financial support has recently improved significantly, which is excellent. Doing the research and working in this area has also taken off my blinkers a little about our health system. It can be easy to point the finger at other systems like the child protection system and see its weaknesses, but our health system is actually very fragmented and extremely difficult to navigate. 
and I think we need solutions on both sides to make things simpler for carers. I'd love to see some health navigators or coordinators sitting within child protection to provide capacity for ensuring that health needs are identified and addressed. I'd love to see statewide dedicated service provision for health assessments and I'd love to see health services finding solutions to ensure that these children and young people have to wait only very short times before they are seen. So what are the next steps for you in your work to secure the best health care for children in out-of-home care? I spend some of my time currently with a couple of pilot projects testing whether having some health coordination might help gather the right information and navigate the system. I also need, of course, to finish my research and then to effectively communicate the results. So writing up for scientific journals uh, in the first place because peer-reviewed publications carry the most academic credibility, but also speaking at conferences and engaging with policymakers and so on. I'm also trying to think about what is missing as I go along. Some of that is obvious, like we've already spoken about, adequate accessible services and better navigation and support and so on. But there are other system issues, such as how health services identify and support children in kinship and foster placements, or how the courts factor in health needs to their decision-making. So there is a lot of potential for future work in this space in many directions. Look out for the next podcast in this series to be posted on the KCV website on the last Friday in June. This podcast series is made possible through funding provided by the Victorian Government's Department of Health and Human Services.